The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Christy Scales, Aisha Morrison, Nicole Hutchison, and Jess Navarez. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys in the SWBC studio. I'm Nicole Hutchison alongside Jess Navarez and Christy Scales. Oh, we're missing Aisha Morrison. We are. It's okay. She'll be back. It's She'll okay. Be back She'll be back tomorrow. She'll be back tomorrow. Uh, ladies, we had a great day today. Saw them practice. Uh, great vibes at practice. Obviously got locker room. Uh, we heard from Mike McCarthy today as well. Uh, the biggest thing on the injury report was, of course, just J. Ron Curse. Um, so with the toe injury. Uh, well, let's go ahead and just talk about some some good things you guys saw. Or you noticed something at practice uh, as far as like the guys putting their eye, their hands in some ice. Go ahead and yeah. tell the world. Yeah, so uh, tell the whole, tell world. The whole no world. No pressure, right? <laughs> um, so at practice today I noticed, and it, it might just be the first time I noticed it, mm-hmm. um, but it is something that they do often, and I We'll get into that in a second. But during practice, I noticed Jake Ferguson, and he was doing some ball drills, and then he took his gloves off, and he submerged his hands into this bucket. And it looked like ice water from afar. Um, And he was taking his hands out, and he was, like, doing a little shake like it was cold, put his gloves back on, and then continued to uh, do more ball drills. So he was catching more balls at that point. So in locker room, um, I was talking to um, Luke Schoonmaker about Mm -hmm. it. Jake wasn't in there. Um, and so I wanted to just make sure that's what I was seeing. Yeah. I was like, was Jake sticking his hand in some ice water today? He's like, yeah, we do that when we're typically preparing for an outdoor game. And especially if there's any kind of cold weather in the forecast, that's how we prepare. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not, like I said, it's not something that they're just doing now and something new. It's something that I just noticed for the first time and I thought was really interesting because um, I looked this up earlier and I tweeted about it that the forecast, although it doesn't seem cold if you're sitting out there watching the game, Mm. you're also not the ones playing football, right? So they have to prepare a little differently. A high of 66 and a low of 48. So if you're talking uh, and up there during kickoff, colder than a typical 48. It's an eastern wind, right? And so if you're talking about the low of 48, that's typically the overnight low you're going to see in the early morning hours but it's still going to be cold so that high temperature you're probably not going to see that high temperature during the time of kickoff so it is going to be a colder game okay forecast. no matter i used to do weather <laughs> yeah um so it is going to be a colder game yeah and so it is outdoors mm-hmm. and you have to remember that although this may not seem like a way to prepare and I, trust me, I'm going through the Twitter comments, people asking, well, why is that important? He, he's from Wisconsin. He should know. And it has nothing to do with Jake Ferguson. It's just specifically a way the Cowboys prepare for colder games. I just thought it was interesting, yeah. something we hadn't seen before. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Christian, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting a break pretty much with the weather because, as you say, it, yeah. it, the mm-hmm. high in the 60s. Of course, uh, remember to set your uh, clocks back uh, yeah. this week. Or, oh, yeah. No, fall forward, fall back. Mm-hmm. Fall, fall back. back. You fall so back. We get next, but the thing is, yeah. uh, it's a 
425 Eastern kickoff. It's going to be dark already. Mm -hmm. uh, the good thing is the wind is only about to be five to ten yeah. is five to ten miles an hour. So we're catching a, a break on that. But I remember the first year that we played at Lincoln Financial Field, and it was like a late November game, maybe early December. It was really cold, and the vet just used to be terrible, just in the concrete and on that astroturf. It was always mm -hmm. freezing in mm -hmm. there, and so we go to the link. And I look, and behind the visitor's bench, they have a folding table set out. And on top of the folding table are three hot beverage dispensers with coffee, hot chocolate, and chicken broth. And I'm thinking, oh, this, is a, this is a kinder, gentler Philly, wow. right? That they, even for the visiting team, they're putting out some mm. warm beverages to keep us warm. And so on the sidelines, I'm out there for like six <laughs> hours. So I'm looking for any kind of thing. So I get that chicken broth, a man and it, and then it occurs to me, <laughs> we're in Philly. They might have spit in this. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I didn't really care. It was warm It was warm, and it, and it felt good. But, um, no, we, we are blessed that we do have some good conditions. But yeah. I think you're right, Jess. I'm glad you brought mm -hmm. that up because there, it, when you're going to play in a, a game where there's a lot of rain, they'll take the um, balls, uh, the footballs, and put mm -hmm. them in uh, water, dunk mm -hmm. them in that so that uh, Dak can practice uh, throwing wet football. So that, they, they also practiced uh, today. Um, the sound, the decibel uh, level for the uh, speakers was mm -hmm. even a little bit higher yeah. because yeah. when you have an away game, you're always working on your silent count. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so uh, they were working on that They'll, all week. They'll be working on silent count. Yeah, you could hear the music from uh, where I sit in the office. Yeah. It was, it was oh, yeah. pretty loud. A little loud today. A little loud. <laughs> uh, Christy, have you heard or uh, have you seen the guys do what Jess kind of noticed them do, like sticking their hands in ice water to kind of prepare for games like this? Yeah, they uh, actually the funniest. This wasn't. This didn't have anything <laughs> to do with cold weather games, outdoor games. But we had a, a tight ends coach. He had been with the Giants for many years, and so. Um, at, at training camp, this is back when it's uh, Witten and Escobar mm -hmm. and all these guys, and they had them stick their heads in a, a big trash can. They dumped out the trash, and they put in uh, uh, ice water. And so the guys would stick their heads, oh. dunk themselves, and then throw their heads up, and just as they came up out of the water, the ball would be right at them, and they'd have to catch oh, it. No. And then my, it, Mike Pope was the name of the tight ends coach at the time. And then they also had it uh, there at in Oxnard at training camp. We stay at a residence mm. inn, and so you have the individual, like, buildings, uh, kind of like fourplexes mm -hmm. with the upstairs and downstairs rooms, and then you have several pools throughout the property. And yeah. so the guys would jump in the pools and before they would cannonball, they'd have to catch uh, the passes. So mm, different coaches have a, have them yeah. do different things over the time. But but the head in the uh, in the uh, bucket that's that's an all timer. That's different. Never heard of that. <laughs> that's a little, a little different. A lot. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> hey, if you can maintain your concentration, was yeah. was Coach Pope's thought. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to get Jason Witten to come on to the program right now and uh, have his thoughts recalling those days. Look, if he <laughs> ever wants works. to. Come in here. Well, right. I'll, I'll give him a call. We have yeah. a chair. So, soon as the high school season <laughs> ends, get Jason, Jason, get Jason <laughs> and Michelle this. to come in. Yep. Please <laughs> join us. We would love that. <laughs> All right, ladies. Uh, let's go ahead and start diving into um, this this matchup. It's going to be a good one. Obviously, on Sunday, uh, four twenty-five Eastern kickoff for the Eagles and the Cowboys. It's finally time. Um, uh, so many strengths. So many. 
Oh, wait, I did forget about that. Wow, that's crazy. Sorry, thanks for the reminder. You're okay, got Thank you. you. Appreciate that. We also heard from Trayvon Diggs today. Uh, the first time since he suffered his torn ACL, he spoke to the media in the locker room, which was actually kind of not expected because yeah. I just looked over and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, what, what did you guys, I know I, I didn't get a chance to listen to him since I was obviously waiting on Deron, but what did you guys um, get to hear from him? What kind of did y'all take away from that? Yeah, so... <sighs> Here's the thing. Being a reporter and you see somebody coming in the locker room on crutches, you're like, whoa. And and I didn't know it was him, so I'm like, oh, my gosh, yeah. he's on crutches over there. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm like, oh, it's Trayvon. <laughs> I mean, like, it was it was really refreshing to see him specifically back at the locker mm-hmm. room because his presence is just so peaceful. Yeah. And even in the post-surgery mindset that he's in, He's at peace with what happened, and you can really gather that from him. He's in peace with it. He said there's no point in dwelling on it. Everything happens for a reason. And he said now it's making light of his situation. Mm-hmm. So what has Trayvon been doing? Watching football nonstop. He yeah. said he's getting a different perspective on the game, being able to watch it you know, from his couch. He said nonstop. Uh, he's taking up some reading, mm. so doing a little bit more of that. And it was just really interesting to hear kind of where his mindset is now. And he did have a request for everybody. He said that today is Aiden's birthday. So please wish Aiden a happy birthday. Um, Trayvon told you to do it, so you have to do it. Happy birthday, <laughs> Aiden. An excuse to go on right? and yes. get on social media <laughs> go get and wish on Twitter. his son, yes. son happy birthday. Yep. Yeah, he was also really complimentary of Deron Bland, of course, yeah. yep. and so that that was really key. And then another thing, uh, one of the uh, questions was in regards to uh, another Cowboy defensive back who's really stepped up and having a good season, that's Jordan mm-hmm. Lewis, mm-hmm. to play so well. And the fact that he's coming back from that severe foot injury mm-hmm. – um, not only is Trayvon proud of the way that Jordan is playing, but the way that Jordan worked diligently through his rehab, mm-hmm. kept a positive mental outlook while at this crossroads of his career with this yeah. serious injury. So uh, he's, he uh, specifically talked about Jordan and drawing inspiration from what Jordan has done. And uh, I, I think when you say, oh, you guys haven't talked to Trayvon since, you know, he's been out over yeah. a month. Well, remember that when you have an ACL tear, you have to wait a few weeks mm-hmm. for the swelling to go down before you can even have the surgery. And so um, that that's why we haven't seen, Trayvon has been at some games. In fact, he mm-hmm. was at the one out in L.A. Yep. Uh, a couple weeks ago but in terms of getting to, to talk to him it was really nice to have a chance to to catch up and get catch us and hear his thoughts yeah I actually uh, I didn't get a chance to hear uh, Trayvon but I talked to Duran and mm-hmm. he asked him basically you know even though Trayvon hasn't been in the building as much because you know he is he is rehabbing and things yeah. like that um just what's the communication like between you guys and he was like listen I can call up Trayvon anytime I need help anytime yeah. I need help with as far as like learning an offense and things like that so they all have that great relationship um as far as like the younger guys and the older guys in the room so I thought that was pretty cool uh and I know he is very proud of the way that Duran has really stepped up in his role uh, but hmm, let's go ahead and now let's move forward and just talk about this uh, this matchup. There we go. Uh, switching gears. Um, let's talk about some of the strengths of this Cowboys team so far, what you've liked, uh, what they bring to the table come Sunday against this Eagles team. Who wants to start? Yeah, I think what you're seeing is a more confident team that has mm-hmm. officially opened up its playbook a lot more mm-hmm. than what you've been seeing uh 
prior to the Chargers game even. I think the Chargers game really was your setting stone. And now what you're seeing is uh, offensively, you're seeing a little bit more of Mike McCarthy showing his hand. And we've talked about that um, here on the podcast before. But talking to some of the guys in the locker room, the feel, the feel that I'm getting is that you still have not seen a lot of what they're actually doing in practice mm -hmm. because you haven't had to bring out those special packages just yet. Um, which is interesting to me in, in, in terms of not even just the run game, but the pass game as well. There's a lot of things um, that I, I can say, I can say they are um, planning to do at some point, whether it be this week or the next few weeks, but there's some good stuff uh, in, in the works that they've been doing at practice. And so that was actually really cool yeah. to hear from a couple of the guys. But overall, what I like is the confidence that they're playing with because they're not being mm -hmm. overly confident. They are being very even killed right now and they're mm -hmm. taking this week by week. And that's such a cliche to use in football of mm -hmm. take it game by game, week by week. But you're starting to really see this even killed mentality of they're genuinely focused on what's ahead of them and not jumping forward. I'm really interested to see how the Cowboys can match up against mm. this uh, Philly's defensive line, obviously the, the strength of their team. But they're so good and they're so deep. And because they have so many good uh, D linemen that they can rotate in, they can continue to play a five-man front which makes it very, mm -hmm. very difficult to run against a five-man front, yeah. uh, obviously. And so this Cowboys run game, shall we say, remains a work in progress. Mm -hmm. Is that a generous way to, to yeah. say it? That's very it's, generous. Yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. And so um, it, it's going to be um, tough sledding. But, but the other thing is, you know, they're – the interior of the line. And so when they can take three defensive linemen and put them over your three interior players, mm -hmm. and, you know, like Tyler Biotish's strength for the Cowboys is when he can get out and get yes. in space and get to the second level and yes. stuff. And so when you're crowded that's in there, that's, that's, um, that, that's going to be super, super tough this week. Um, the other thing is with the, the five-man front – they're so good on defense and they get a lot of, of pressure. Mm -hmm. They don't have to blitz that much. Right. And a real strength for the Cowboys in the passing game this year has been uh, Dak against the blitz. He mm -hmm. has just been absolutely in fuego. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it went, no, he, he is. And, <laughs> and the that. thing about, uh, I know we think, oh, the blitz is great and send extra people and stuff. Well, that's a risk reward, mm -hmm. not just for the Cowboys defense, but any defense. So if you're going to send a fifth rusher, then you're leaving a an open spot behind you so if you don't land if you don't get to the quarterback you don't necessarily have to sack him but get affect him enough that it disrupts his throw so if you're mm. not able to land if you're able, not able to disrupt then a good veteran quarterback yeah. or an offense that uh, can help with pass protection that has someone like Tony Pollard yeah. who's good and Pollard has graded out very well mm. in pass protection when he's needed to do that uh, this year then um, someone like Dak hey they can make you pay. And just a couple of numbers in regard to uh, Dak uh, against the Blitz this year. He has the highest completion percentage in the NFL, over 76 percent. He's completing over three quarters of his passes when um, making him pay when the other teams uh, blitz. So uh, and also if they get him on the move, Dak has always been good when throwing on the run. He's completing uh, just over 68 percent when he is on the run. So um you know, that, that's worked in Dak's favor, but the thing is, 
the Eagles, they don't have to really rely on that just yeah. because their their front is, is so solid. Talking about that front, and we'll get to Dak's play in a little bit. Uh, I have some numbers as well. That run defense is only allowing for when, against New England, uh, they allowed 76 rushing yards. The Vikings just 28. The Buccaneers just 41. Los Angeles Rams 54. The Jets 89. Uh, the Washington Commanders were the only team to put up over 100 yards, 100 plus yards. I think it was like 107 um, against them, and that was in overtime. Um, mm. Yeah, they are by far they're, the number one run defense yeah. in the league. 65 yeah. yards allowed on yeah. average yeah. per game. That's yeah. incredible. That means you just – it kind of brings back Aisha's point yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, now McCarthy has to be creative, right, with Tony Pollard and Rico Dottle probably getting them in space. How much would you want to see that? Um, here's the thing. Well, and and we talked about this yesterday, too, how this West Coast system, Mm -hmm. the pass opens up the run in this case. So here's the thing. You can't shy away what's been working for you. And the Cowboys have found ways to win games without relying heavily on the run game. Doesn't mean that it should stay like that. But in this game, if you know that's going to be a heavy feat... You just can't continue to force it if it's not going to work, right? You have to rely on what's working for you. So I don't expect to see much of a change this week. This is not the run defense you test your run game against, really. You, you still have to keep them honest. You still though. have to yeah. do it. You still have to keep them honest. You still honest. have to do it. You still have to challenge it. But it's not the game that you're going to see the explosive Tony Pollard, you know, oh, over yeah. 100-yard well, game. Not. Or do, like, the quick pitch. That was a really yeah. nice play that last nice. week. I really love that. That was nice. But you're not going to see... It, it all I'm saying is going to continue to be the narrative yeah. into next week is, yeah. is what I'm thinking. But that doesn't make it a bad thing either because you can still test them. You can still battle test them with the physicality that this running back room does have because you even have special packages within the run game itself that you haven't seen yet with a guy like Hunter Lipke. Mm-hmm. If you want to use him as that fullback and that strength, do it. Nobody's going to see that coming. Hunter yeah, hasn't yeah. done yeah. really anything this season, but you saw it in the preseason what he's capable of doing, right? Yeah. So yeah. if you want to keep them on their toes, use that. It, depending mm-hmm. on what Deuce Vaughn is, uh, if he's active or not for this game, yeah. that could be another thing. Well, Turpin out of the backfield, yeah. you could go with speed. And the other yeah. thing is when we think of the run game, you know, obviously handoffs, but there are things where you mm-hmm. can, you know, do quick quick passes and, yep. and whether it's Dowdle or, or Pollard or anyone. And like it, the, those that short, quick passes. Yeah. It's almost like an extended handoff, right? Just yeah. So, mm-hmm. so uh, to to y'all, your point, uh, getting the guys the, mm-hmm. the ball in space. Also, to yeah. your point about Cavante Turpin, I caught up with him in the locker room. Mm-hmm. We talked for a long time uh, in the locker room. He's he's so knowledgeable, man. And, yeah. and um, I got I was really happy to ask uh, Bones John Fossil yesterday. Um, was it yesterday? Whatever day it was, Monday. I think it was Monday. Whatever. Yeah. All my okay. days blend together. Um, <laughs> about him and his growth, and I was talking to Turpin about that, and and kind mm-hmm. of what we discussed on the podcast of how have you seen yourself grow, getting more involved in the offense, and you know just being a special teams guy last year, but now it seems like it's kind of giving you a leg up in special teams to be more involved in the offense. He said, it's just keeping me more locked in during the game. He said, you know, last year when I was just special teams, I was kind of just waiting on the punt returns and there was long Mm -hmm. gaps between that. And it's not the same kind of locked in feeling that you get when you know, you have to be ready to go at this quick pace on offense. So he said um, that that's grown a lot. And overall, just 
him being able to play more has helped him a lot. Mm -hmm. And he goes back to saying, I got the rest I needed. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like a different version of myself because this time last year, I was already hurting. I was sore. And he's like, you know that I told you that. I'm like, I know I didn't air it out, but like (laughs) you did tell me that. Mm -hmm. Um, But he said he feels like a different version of himself this time compared to this time last year because Mm -hmm. he's actually had rest. And so, um, yeah, I think this is a game you get Cavante involved with 100% in any way you can. He's still very fresh. He hasn't gotten a lot of snaps um, so far either. But, yeah, it was it was cool to catch up with him today and talk about that. Yeah. All right. Wow, that was actually a really good point there. Sorry. Uh, no, sorry. <laughs> lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, no, I mean, kind of um, – I would think I would like to see – McCarthy get him involved Mm -hmm. um and it's good to see a guy just be so patient right he's not getting that many snaps but he is getting involved obviously in special teams making plays um and you know you like to see a guy like that just really stay humble and um you know wait for his opportunities to shine but now hey we never know this could be the it could be the weekend it could be the game but what I like about Cavante too and Bones kind of echoed this is he's He's not trying to force things to happen yeah. anymore. And he'll admittedly say, it's not it's not that I'm trying to force it, but when you don't get that playing time, mm-hmm. you're kind of like eager to make things happen because yeah. you only have so much of it. So now that he has the opportunity he does on the offense, mm-hmm. it kind of takes that anxiety off of him to be like, look, I know what I have. Yeah. I have a role. I belong. And he's not fighting those rookie feelings anymore either. Mm-hmm. And so it's really been interesting to see his progression and – it's really cool to, yeah. to see where his mindset yeah. is. And, That's awesome. and just to uh, put a bow on it in terms of uh, his snap count <laughs> on, on offense. So through seven games, uh, 65 offensive I need snaps. I that booklet. Where so, in the world? So, uh, has so many things oh in her bag. Just, just over 13% of plays yeah. uh, he's been out there on offense. And so um, that's actually really good. The opening game, uh, 11 snaps yeah. uh, on offense. And so, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, 16 was a, a – actually, he had 21 uh, against the Patriots. Mm. So that was a good one for him. Wow. Mm-hmm. The up and up. Uh, is there a way to make a copy of that? Because I, <laughs> I need that whole booklet. There we go. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, back to, well, actually, let's go ahead and take a break. I'm sorry, ladies. We got to let us run over a little bit. We'll be right back. You're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled to perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby. The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like, well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. season 
Edition for youth football and dance camps presented by Invisalign. Don't miss your chance to learn from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and former NFL players at AT&T Stadium on December 22nd and 23rd. Celebrate the holidays with the Cowboys. Register today at DallasCowboys.com slash camp. That is such that is a cool. great Christmas so gift. Fun. You know, you're looking yeah. for something and it also keeps oh, the man. kids busy. You also have a lot of people coming in yeah. from out of town possibly. Mm -hmm. And so if you got nieces and nephews or grandkids like, go to camp. that might be in the North Texas area, it's, <laughs> it's really it's really cool. It is the real Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders <laughs> that instruct at the uh, Dance Academy. Yeah. And we do a little um, game in the afternoon fun. and try and make it a, a real game day atmosphere. So uh, oh. I hope some of you are able to attend. That's I can't awesome. wait till my nephews get older. <laughs> And they can come do things like that. That would be so cool. I mean, growing up in, in a smaller town, you don't have things like that at your disposal. Mm. Like, Where are you from again? Las Cruces, New Mexico. Okay. And so growing up around there, really the sports the sports uh, opportunities in general are very mm. limited. They're there. They're just limited, and they've grown yeah. over the last few years substantially. And um, so, no, being able to see things like this, I'm like, take advantage of it if you're so, able to come yeah. because it's so cool. And um, the cheerleaders love to do it. I know yeah. you always talk about mm -hmm. that. And um, any any opportunity these players get to give back, it's it's pretty cool. Pretty Former awesome. or current. Yeah, so, I yeah. think that's pretty awesome. And they have so many just different events going I know. on. Like, right? I'm I like, know. I always read the whole calendar. Like, I know. We're, we're going to start the uh, Friday and Saturday night uh, Christmas at the Star two weeks from this Friday. So oh, that's well, don't be you amazing. worry. That's our, that's our next that's read. It's going to be amazing. That's wait. our next read. We'll talk about that in our uh, Christmas next. at the Star. Wow. Okay. Well, you have to wait to see what I'm it sorry. is. I'm sorry. My bad. So this next read. My bad. I'm making sure All that's right. what it is. Let's yeah. go ahead and... Uh, just keep diving into this game, guys, ladies. Um, obviously, this defense putting on a show against the Rams, back-to-back uh, -back showings for them, that side of the ball. Uh, what strengths do you feel like – uh, let's talk about the matchups that stand out the most as far as this Cowboys defense and this uh, – Rams while they're all running in together. The yeah. Eagles it's offense. that time of the season. It's that time of the season. Uh, I think one that stands out, obviously, to me is that A.J. Brown, Deron mm -hmm. Bland matchup, right? And I talked to him I talked to him earlier, and I'm like, man, how do you slow down a guy like that? And he was like, man, he he's just so good at contested catches. But, like, and they're going to target me. I'm a young corner. You know, they're thinking that I'm not ready for this. Uh, but – I just got to keep doing what I'm doing, and that's just making sure I'm reading my keys. And play, him playing receiver mm -hmm. has helped him so much uh, as far as ball hawking. So, I mean, I, th I think he's very confident, but he's not he's trying to show that he's, he's yeah. confident. I mean, you're going up against a guy like A.J. Brown. That's, that's, yeah, that's a terrible. It, it, yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Mike McCarthy talked about A.J. Brown this morning mm -hmm. saying his catching radius um, is something that, that – he was like automatically when he was asked about it, he's like his catching radius. He was very quick to answer that. Mm. Um, and then he also pointed out, and I thought this was an interesting point by Mike McCarthy, his connection with mm. um, with Jalen Hurts. Because again, you don't think about that when you're on when you're really diagnosing the other side of the ball, you know, and you're diagnosing other teams and you're looking in these matchups. That's kind of something you forget. It's a simple football term, but you know we talk about it here with Ceedee Lamb and Dak Prescott. But to see it on the other side. That's why receivers and quarterbacks can be so successful together, and that's why they're able to do these big things because the same thing has been going on on the other side, like you've seen here with Dak and CeeDee. But, yeah. um, no, it, 
scary. Yeah, that's scary. One, one of the great moves by Howie Roseman, the GM for the Eagles, was to bring him oh, in. Yeah. Because, because uh, to your point, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown have that real connection, mm-hmm. but they didn't come into the league together. It's not yeah. like CD's been here the whole time and been working with Dak the yeah. whole time. Um, but I, I think what's interesting about A.J. Brown, uh, 60 receptions already, almost 1,000 yards, 960 receiving yards in uh, just eight games. So sometimes when you see numbers like 60 catches in seven games it's and you see high volume, but what you don't often see is high average, yeah. right? And But with A.J. Brown, you get both. It, his propensity for the big plays. In fact, he leads the NFL. A big play in the passing game is designed as 20-plus yards, okay? Yeah. He has 17 of them. In 17 uh, receptions of 20 plus yards. Uh, to put that in perspective, we know that CD has yep. really been stacking those up. Mm-hmm. CD uh, has 14 of those now, yeah, wow. and that's fourth in the league. So uh, what Not AJ Brown's him. been been able to do. Um, the other thing is when you're having to defend AJ Brown, who's a kind of a bigger body, those contested catches yeah. kind mm-hmm. of thing. And then you have a Devontae Smith who's a more diminutive but mm-hmm. faster kind of guy. It's hard enough to go against guys like that. But when you have a quarterback like Jalen Hurts who can extend plays, yeah. who can, you know, when you're having to cover guys for three and a half, four, four and a half, maybe five seconds, and having to plaster across the field yeah. when you're going against a, especially a speedy guy like Smith. Oh, and by the way, Dallas Goddard, you know, at, at uh, uh, tight yeah. end. So um, that, that makes it even tougher. And I think where um, Jalen Hurts gets the most credit for how he's improved over the past couple seasons, mm-hmm. the question was how accurate can he be with his passing? Well, he's shown these past two years that he can put it on the yeah. money when he needs to. Yep. And even when he can't, it's just pointed out uh, the catch radius of a guy like Brown mm-hmm. and then the speed threat of a guy like Smith. Uh, it's very, very impressive. But the other thing that the Eagles have been really great at this year is third down. They are fantastic oh, at yeah. sustaining drives. Yeah. And they are number one in the NFL on third down conversions. Fifty percent, y'all. That's that's incredible. Yeah. That's a great. The, the, the Cowboys. We we know the Cowboys' season. offense has been really good yeah. at converting yeah. third downs. They have. They're third in the league. They're forty-eight percent. So, um, uh, uh, but the Eagles even better. Uh, the Cowboys' defense. They've actually. The Cowboys' defense has actually done a good job uh, on third downs. They're allowing uh, just over thirty-four percent. So something's got to give in there. But because they've been able to get these third downs, we know what they've been able to do on fourth downs yeah. with the tush push and all of that. Oh, uh, re- really good at that. <laughs> what what so the Eagles have done so well is sustain long drives. So uh, we know that the Cowboys offense have been really good at that. The Cowboys have 22 uh, sustained uh, drives. Um, the, that would be 10-plus plays. Y'all, that's a long drive if you got it double-digit yeah. plays in one drive. Uh, the Cowboys offense is best in the league with 22 Right behind them is the Eagles at uh, 21, and so um, that's the thing is is getting them off the mm. field, and that's that's going to be mm-hmm. uh, tough. And in fact, the um, Eagles are uh, second in the league in time of possession, so they're able to co- control the clock, grind it out, convert on third. And if they don't convert on third, they've been getting a lot of fourth and short, been yeah. uh, converting on that. And so um, there may not be that many possessions in this game, guys. In a, in a normal NFL game, 
NHL game on offense, if you get nine or ten possessions, maybe 11, yeah. that's probably about average. Yeah. If these offenses perform the way that they have through the first half of the season, I think that the main thing to for Sunday is which defense is going to get a takeaway, who's going to make a play on special teams, who is going to be able to steal a possession from the other team. That's going to be the key for this weekend. Yeah, I was going to uh, – that brings me to our next point. I know the Eagles are, I think, second in the league in turnovers. Jalen Hurts leads mm-hmm. the NFL on interceptions thrown. Uh, how many – Mike McCarthy kind of touched on this yeah. a little bit, that, you know, his interceptions aren't always credit to the quarterback. It's always not on Jalen Hurts' fault. But how many opportunities – He's thrown eight. He's thrown eight, yeah. though. Mm-hmm. He's thrown eight. Uh, what kind of opportunities is this for the secondary to oh. – you know, come away with some takeaways. Here's the thing, and and I I think we really learned this last season mm-hmm. in talking about interceptions is how many mechanics go into an interception. Like Mike McCarthy said this morning, it's not always about what your quarterback's doing. It could be other things. Mm-hmm. But what I find very interesting about the opportunities the Cowboys have is when they're in their in their team meetings, they're watching film, they're preparing for the Eagles, they're looking at all of those mechanics to yep. see who can fit into those pieces to take advantage of the weakness mm-hmm. that is creating said turnovers. So what I'm really looking forward to in this matchup specifically is obviously of Deron Bland, Jordan Lewis, all of that. How are the linebackers going to hold up? Because this is a ripple down effect, right? This is not just Jalen Hurts yanks the ball yep. out downfield. What is Deron Bland going to do? What is Stephon Gilmore? It doesn't work that way. There's, there's a lot more you can mm-hmm. peel back. The linebackers here, we've been talking about this, is inside the box how they are going to continue to make their presence felt. Keep in mind they've been an upward trajectory since, I, I want to say, the Rams, no, the Chargers game. I'm going to yep. go Chargers game because for the entire team, that's where I'm officially marking the start of what you're <laughs> seeing, the best of the Dallas Cowboys, yes. officially. And for me, what I'm looking at is you still have a very young linebacker room. We've talked about this without Leighton Vandrush. How is Marquis Bell going to respond during this? Specifically, because they're going to try to bully the younger guy. They're going to try mm-hmm. to bully the weaker man in this situation, starting with your linebacker group, which is going to diagnose the plays. Jalen Hurts is not one to just kind of give that away so quickly. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts is a very, very strong quarterback in the sense that he's going to release the ball. Yes, the RPO is always a threat with Jalen Hurts, However, we know the health of Jalen Hurts is not uh, fantastic yep. right now. And um, I'm going to be interested to see how he's going to respond in that way. The RPO, maybe not so much of a threat in this mm-hmm. game as it you yeah, usually would be if he's feeling healthier. Yep. How can the linebackers take advantage of that specifically? Okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing. If you're Nick Sirianni and you're not sure the, uh, mm-hmm. about Hurts, uh, have him turn and hand the ball off to DeAndre Swift. We mentioned a yeah. great move Howie Roseman has made with A.J. Brown. What about making the move to get Swift from the it Lions? Was Swift. He's averaging. Yeah. There we go. Oh, my goodness. I walked right into that one. Uh, so, uh, number zero. And uh, he's a Philly guy, so he's back home. Uh, He knows a little something about uh, the Cowboys-Philly rivalry from the Philadelphia perspective. But 4.9 yards per carry 
and what a difference. Physical guy, too. He's not super tall, but about 212 pounds, very physical runner, can be downhill. Uh, Mike talked to Micah Parsons today yeah. about um, mm-hmm. Swift, and he knows and Micah is from Pennsylvania, so he knows a lot of the mm-hmm. uh, guys from uh, that state, and so he's he's uh, followed and known Swift for a long, long time. Yeah. But what a great addition that he has been uh, to that offense. And so uh, I know that when we started off talking yeah. about the matchups, and you're asking Nicole, and we immediately went to A.J. AJ. Brown because he's, on, a, and yeah. he's on pace. All these six straight games with a 125 yards yeah. plus, and Jeez, and their yeah. ability with the big plays. But oh my gosh, if they're able to run the ball this week, mm. well, oh man, are you making say, it tough for yourself? This no. is a test for your run defense. Absolutely, this is your run defense the, test of the, the year test. so far. Because Absolutely. again, if anybody's going to test you. Oh, it is going to yep. be this Philly team in the run defense. And, and because yeah. oh, be, because of what Swift's been able to do, it goes to the point that mm-hmm. we made just a few minutes ago about those sustained drives. Yeah. About how do you how are you a good team on third down conversions? You're good on first and second mm-hmm. down, and yeah. you're giving yourself shorter uh, distances. You're staying ahead of the sticks. Yeah. And so, if the Eagles are able to do that on Sunday, whoo, they can make yeah. it a long yeah. day for the Cowboys defense. I also thought it was interesting. Micah Parsons talking today too. He said, whoever wins up front is going to win this battle oh, sure. yeah. in general. Yeah. And so, yeah. again, it's that trickle-down effect where you have your linebackers, then you have your D-line, and you have your nose specifically. That mm. nose that nose tackle, Jonathan Hankins? Oh, boy. Oh, hey He's going to earn yeah. his money this Looking week. Looking <laughs> at you this week specifically yep. because yeah. he, he's going to be feeling it. He's going to be yep. feeling yeah. it. Because if the Cowboys' day. defense has to commit those resources mm-hmm. to the run and play mm-hmm. up, that's when uh, Smith yeah. and Whew, yeah, I mean, yeah. They, and Brown can can get behind and you. And you're talking tush push. Well, there you go. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's where you're gonna feel it too. Yeah. Hey, hey, if we get them to fourth down, I'm happy. You know, yeah. let, let's do that first. And <laughs> Little then we'll victories, worry about it. you know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies, we're gonna go and take take our. Oh my goodness. We're going to go ahead and take our second break. We're watching Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll be right back. <laughs> At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. You know that sound anywhere. It's the crisp crunch of that first nacho chip. With its perfect cheese to sour cream ratio sitting atop a layer of delicious beans, it's a sip away from perfection. That's what we're looking for. Add a delicious, refreshing Pepsi and we've achieved absolute nacho nirvana. Because while you can pile those nachos high with every spicy, cheesy, savory topping, there's no topping a cool Pepsi finish. Nachos, better with Pepsi. That's what I like.
the most electrifying event of the holiday season, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza, powered by Reliant. Every Friday and Saturday night from November 17th through December 16th, Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza ignites the star in Frisco with an unforgettable holiday performance showcasing 65 performers, including the world-renowned Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders, Santa Claus, and appearances from your favorite Dallas Cowboys football heroes. Visit thestardistrict.com for more information. Mm. There we go. Spoiler love, it is a lot of fun. It's it so is, especially pretty. if you got family coming in oh, town for so the holidays. Pretty, yeah. You're like, what can I do? Yeah, if you want to show them? off, it's free. <laughs> yeah, be so like, yeah, I live here. Weather permitting, it is outdoors. Mm-hmm. So uh, dress accordingly. Yeah, and there's some. There's been some pretty cool um, people that make appearances during. Yeah, Tyron well. Smith yeah. is scheduled to for the first uh, night, opening night, Friday oh, cool. night, and his family. And so what they do is they come out, and there's a big tree, uh, one of these LED. Mm. lit yeah. uh, trees and so uh, towards the end uh, as Santa makes his uh, appearance there'll be a special the cowboy VIP guest they and their family will come out on the stage and press the button to light the tree so if you're familiar with um, watching uh, Rockefeller Center with the Rockettes and Love all that. of that for their tree lighting ceremony it's similar to that mm. and it's outdoors on our Tostitos and Santa's going to be there so be on they, your best yeah, behavior uh-huh. that's right I'm not trying to end up on that naughty list, girl. Mm-mm, not me. Listen, me either. Me either. <laughs> uh, obviously, we're on our last little few minutes, unfortunately. Um, but the Cowboys have won, I believe, seven of their last ten matchups against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you obviously need all three phases. Go ahead and talk about special teams. You heard from Sam Williams, yep. who was playing Gunner. A little shocking last week. He weekend, was playing but, Gunner. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I wanted to catch up with Sam this week. Um, he's a player I really try to go talk yeah. to every week and in general, just catch up with him, see how he's doing. Um, and so when he was playing Gunner, I was telling him that when it happened, when the the blocked kick happened, mm-hmm. I was like, who was that? And then I saw Sam celebrating and I was like, what is Sam doing out there? Like, <laughs> what is going on? And then I'd go back and watch it on the replay. Anyways, I was telling him that whole story. So <laughs> I asked him, how did this whole thing come up with you? How did you end up being in this Gunner position or what happened? And he said, well, I was joking with Bones at first. Uh, a, a while back saying, hey, I, I want to try that. I can do that. And Bones was like, yeah, okay. You can, you can try it at some point. And he was like, yeah, no, like, I'm serious. I want to try that. So then um, when CJ Goodwin went down and there was kind of an opportunity to for other guys to fill in and shuffle in, Sam went back to Bones like, I could do that. And Bones was like, all right, go try it. And then he said that after they kind of tried a few reps, Bones came back to him and was like, yeah, you you can do that. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's continue and, and see where this goes. So Sam said, um, when it happened, it just it wasn't something that was planned and specifically designed for him. And mm-hmm. Bones said that as well earlier in uh, the coordinator meetings in the week. And I asked Sam, I said, so how do you feel about this new opportunity? Is it you know it's not something you've necessarily done before, but what's the biggest factor in in it? And he said, my speed, my speed really gets to come to light when I'm when I'm doing this. Yeah. And then um, I asked him, I said, so going forward, you know, if you get more opportunities, what's kind of the biggest thing or what's the last thing, you know, your typical reporter interview, what's the last thing you want to add about it? And he said, 
you better double team me if I'm playing Gunner. So uh, there you go. And, and that, to, yeah. that's key because yeah. only the guys like C.J. Goodwin or the Matthew Slaters of the world can command a double team yeah. uh, when on punt coverage. And so if you're able to do that, it frees up other guys yep. getting down the field. So that could be huge. Yeah. And, and the other thing is um, – and you saw it, Jess, just the way that he enjoyed talking about it. But, yeah. you know, when you're when you're a young player, you know you're a good player, but you're at a, a defensive end rotation that is deep. Mm. And so you've got really got to fight for playing time on this team, on yeah. Dan Quinn's defense, to be part of that defensive line rotation. It would be easy to get frustrated if you feel like you're not out there as often as you should be. Yeah. But, you know, hey, when it went – and, by the way, the other backup defensive end is Dante Fowler. You right. know, so he's right. a – but Sam Williams, because of his willingness to play teams and now mm -hmm. get out there and play gunner, he had 21 snaps on special teams Sunday against the Ram. Mm -hmm. That's the same number of snaps that he had on defense. Yeah. So, basically, because of his willingness to get out there – he doubled his playing time. Yep. Mm. And he has the humility to, because some guys would think that it's a demotion to play special teams. Mm. But we talk about three phases of a game and, you know, offense, defense, and special teams all being equally important. Well, on offense, you average about 65 plays, hopefully 70 in a game. You get 60, let's say 65 opportunities on average mm -hmm. to make a difference. Same thing on defense, mm -hmm. maybe about 65 plays. On special teams, there are maybe about 30, 25 to 30 special teams plays in a game. That would be that would actually that'd be on the higher side. Yeah. And so even though it's one third of the game, you got less than half the opportunities mm -hmm. for plays to get out there and do something. Yeah. And um, so if you're able to make every single one of those count, yeah. if you're able to flip the field, yeah. you know, it may not be two points getting a safety because you block the punt out of the end zone. It may not be Wanye Thomas blocking a field goal and Noah Igbenogany picking it up and scoring the first touchdown of the year of the Cowboys. It doesn't always have to be in points. It doesn't have to be a field goal. But if you're able to flip the field, yeah. especially on Sunday when you have two evenly matched teams relatively, like the Cowboys and the Eagles, yeah. That, that that could be the difference. Well, yeah. make the Eagles drive it down the field. Absolutely. Put them in the position Absolutely. to where they have to go yes. all the way down the field. Yes. Because, again, in that time of possession battle, it's important because mm -hmm. you want to extend and all of that. But in this case, keep them all the way far back from that end zone Absolutely. and that red zone as you can. Do not allow them good field position. And special yep. teams is going to be so key. We say this all the time of how key and important special teams is, but specifically with the Eagles, keep them as far back as you can. Keep them behind the sticks because they're good. Because yeah. like you said earlier, Christy, they get in front of the sticks and that mm -hmm. keeps them ahead. And this is actually where we need Cavante Turpin, right? The opposite for us. Mm -hmm. Let's get us in some good field position. Yep. Uh, he's been so he's close, been just a hair's so breadth close. away. And he's so chill about it in the yeah. locker room. Like, <laughs> we're the ones that are like, oh, you're yeah. almost there. And yeah. he's like... Yeah, I'll get one. Yeah. Like, he's so he, – Cavante's really cool to talk to. Yeah, we need that. Uh, it, it would just make things so much easier for his <sighs> offense. The so thing is, they're not kicking to him. You shouldn't kick yeah, to Cavante Turpin. If you if you want to give yardage away <laughs> and you you want him getting that yeah. end zone, kick Please it to him. Please. Please do. But opposing teams aren't kicking to yeah. him. And that's that was another part of our conversation was, mm -hmm. how, did you, how do you not get frustrated with that? And he's like, I just – 
see what I have and yeah. I take it and I run with it literally <laughs> well ladies that'll do it for today's episode of Girls Talk Boys Talk we'll be back tomorrow if you're watching Girls Talk Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys we'll see you back tomorrow this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club how about this Cowboys yeah!